Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling for Monday, December 16th, 2019. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Call Dr. Mike O'Neill. Make it a point to see him. Do it right now. He is the best dentist around and by around. I mean anywhere. He's been my dentist for the last quarter century, and I'm never changing. I will only go to see Dr. Mike O'Neill. That is the level of trust I have in his science and artistry of dentistry. 317-849-2933. And if you're looking for a stocking stuffer, there's nothing better than oops. And that's, it's kind of my story, my mistakes, mistakes I've made during my life. Oops, it is the art, right? Oops, the art of learning from mistakes and adventures. You can find it on Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. You can go to Goodreads.com, just search oops and Kent or Oops and Sterling, up it pops, and you can still get it delivered to you or yours by Christmas Day. All right, two big stories. Uh, Colt on Monday Night Football tonight, and Fred Glass is retiring as the Director of Athletics at Indiana University. Let's talk about the Colts first. The Colts first, the good news. A lot of things happened yesterday in the NFL that were good for the Colts. The Steelers, they lost. The Raiders, lost. The Browns, lost. All right, that's good. Tennessee and Houston played one another. Tennessee lost. So if Pittsburgh and Tennessee each lose their last two games and the Colts win out, they're the wild card. How about this? They could still win the AFC South. If Tennessee loses this coming Sunday to the New Orleans Saints in Nashville and Houston, if they also lose this week and then Tennessee beats Houston in week 17, and of course the the Colts have to win out, the Colts will win the AFC South. How about that? That'd be terrific. But first things first, the Colts have got to figure out a way to beat the Saints, and good luck with that. Last week, they allowed Jameis Winston to throw for 404, or 456 and four touchdowns. Now there were three picks, too, but that tells you something. The Colts, they picked Winston three times and still allowed, and forced to fumble and still 
allowed the Buccaneers to score 38 points. That isn't good. The Saints, they're going to be ready to compete. Still smarting after last week's loss to San Francisco, a loss that may keep the Saints from being the top overall seed in the NFC when we get to the postseason. You know what? They're going to be ready at home. The fans are going to be ready at home. Breeze, Kamara, Thomas, Cook, all those guys going to be ready at home. I'll give you the names of two guys who are not going to be ready. Uh, Sheldon Rankins and Marcus Davenport, two guys who are really important to the Saints defensively on that defensive line. They are not going to be available. They were injured last week, and they are out for the season. Brissett has got to do more than just manage the game. Here's the thing. Over the last three weeks, the Indianapolis Colts have gone 0-3. They have either taken a lead or been tied heading into the fourth quarter, and then they have been outscored in the fourth quarter 31-0. What does that tell you? Number one, it tells you that Jacoby Brissett is not a guy who's going to author a lot of fourth quarter comebacks in direct opposition to what we saw with Andrew Luck. For the entire time Andrew Luck was healthy, Luck was ding, 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 touchdown late, right? Colts won a lot of games that way. His rookie year... Uh, Luck authored seven fourth-quarter comebacks. Brissett, not so good in the fourth quarter, at least not the last three weeks, and certainly not in 2017, although it's a little bit tough to hold him responsible for that. Chuck Pagano, the head coach, Rob Chudzinski, the offensive coordinator. So the Colts, they got to do what's necessary to keep the game close, and then they're going to have to kind of flip the switch in the fourth quarter and do something else. The other thing, uh, getting dominated in the fourth quarter tells you something about the defense. All right, schematically, way too simple against the Buccaneers, and the depth of the defense without Kenny Moore, the depth on the exterior, not so good. Pierre Desir has been a little bit dinged up. Rocky Hassin last week came out of the game, so you had Quincy Wilson come in at corner. And that, at least, you know what? I love Quincy Wilson. He's a really good young man, and and, uh, I like him a lot. But let's face it, he hadn't been great as as a second-round draft pick out of Florida these past three years, despite the fact that Quincy is still, you know this, he's younger chronologically than Rocky Yassin. This is Wilson's third year. This is Yassin's first year with the Colts. So the Colts, nine-point dogs and the over-under at 47. I would take that number, that 47, and bet the over and be very, very pleased with the chances of my covering. The nine, I don't know what to do about the nine because the Colts, let's face it, they don't get beat by a lot of points. You know what? Over the last three weeks, the, the, that Titans game, which was a 14-point win for the Titans, that game, that was way closer than that. With five minutes left, Vinatieri has the game on his foot, and the Colts could have taken a three-point lead if he makes that field goal attempt. Instead, it's blocked and returned for a touchdown, and all of a sudden, things go crackers for the Indianapolis Colts in that game against the Titans. All right, let's talk about Fred Glass. Fred Glass, the director uh, of athletics at Indiana University for the last decade, Fred's done a hell of a job. I know people look at the basketball program and say, you know, haven't won a national championship in 32 years, haven't gone to the Final Four or the Elite Eight since 2002. What the hell's going on with the basketball program? That is how we grade athletic directors. The football program 
is enjoying its first winning season in a very long time in Fred Glass's tenure and had its first eight-win season since 1993 and could have its first nine-win season since 1967. All right, what the hell you want out of the guy? All right, this year was really, really good. And you know what? I know that Indiana benefited from that schedule, weak schedule, played exactly the right teams at the right time out of the Big Ten West. No doubt about that. Lost to the teams that you would really you could point to and say, now we're moving forward, right? If you can beat Michigan State, if you can beat Penn State, Michigan, or Ohio State. They didn't get that done. I get it. And, and a lot of people grade Fred Glass based upon the success or failure of those two programs. And to an extent, they're right. But we don't know where basketball's headed. And we don't know where football's headed. Football has evolved forward with Tom Allen as the head coach. This year's 8-4 and four record is a testament to that. Basketball, they're 10-1. and one. Now we know that the first seven were easy-beasy, right? Easy games. And then these last three, they've been a little bit tougher. You've had Nebraska in there, and that game went to overtime. Uh, in fact, the last four right? A little bit tougher, I think. Florida State, that was a good win. Uh, Lost the other Big Ten game up at Wisconsin. Indiana's got uh, Notre Dame and Arkansas to round out the non-conference portion of the schedule before they get busy on January 4th at Maryland. I get, you know what, we can talk about those first seven games, but what does Indiana need? Indiana's a young team, They wanted the guys to get a little bit better. They wanted Trace Jackson Davis to be able to play without having to worry about going up against a top five team, as many teams schedule. You know, they schedule tough games and and kind of, you know, you look at the way Purdue did things, you look at the way Michigan State's done things. They try to get players' attention through losing. They're confident in their ability to go out and win 20, 23, 25 games and wind up in the NCAA tournament. Indiana, not so much. They haven't gone to the NCAA tournament in the last three seasons. They need to get there in Archie Miller's third year, or we really don't see any appreciable uh, progress toward becoming what fans want Indiana basketball to be. Don't get me off on a tangent here. Let's just talk about Fred. All right, and what Fred has done is Fred has built an athletic department where student-athletes are really well cared for. They are safe. There aren't big problems with the law. uh, There's a higher level of graduation. Indiana's graduation rate within that athletic program or that athletic department has gone from 77% to 91% during Fred Glass's 10 years at that position. So here's what that means. I know that doesn't sound like a hell of a lot, 14%, but that means that one in every seven athletes, they they wouldn't have graduated before, they are graduating now. That's one in seven. That's 28 per year, roughly, who are getting degrees who who wouldn't otherwise get degrees or wouldn't have when Rick Greenspan was the athletic director. That tells you something about Fred Glass and what's important to him. And one thing that we tend to forget, 
as alums and donors and fans and trustees and the university president is that the university exists for the students. That's why it's there. Those athletic departments, those teams, those programs, they exist for the kids. All right? And if the kids are being failed, that is, that's a failure of an athletic director and an athletic department that cannot be tolerated. You've got to take care of the kids first. Fred Glass has done that. You'll get facilities. Yeah, Indiana, a lot of money coming in, just like all the other Big Ten teams. Over $50 million a year coming in through media deals and that tether to the Big Ten Conference. Everybody under that tent is getting a lot of cash. But what Fred's also done, he hadn't used that cash to, to make the upgrades in facilities in a lot of cases. What he has used are donor dollars like uh, Cindy Simon Scott, all right, donated $47 million for the renovation to Simon Scott Assembly Hall. That's why it's called Simon Scott Assembly Hall. $47 million bucks to put that thing in compliance just to make sure that people are going to be safe in the building and tiles aren't going to fall from the ceiling. They put up the suites. They, uh, they've done some things within that building from a structural perspective, like I said, and a foundational perspective that will allow Assembly Hall to maintain its standing as uh, one of the finest athletic facilities, basketball facilities in the Big Ten. You've had Cook Hall built You have had uh, the new baseball stadium, new softball stadium, new wrestling and volleyball pavilion. Uh, You've closed both end zones uh, of the football stadium, of Memorial Stadium, so it looks like a real college football stadium instead of like a Texas high school stadium, for God's sake. And it's gorgeous. The facilities within it, the Excellence Academy, which allows student-athletes to not just pursue their potential athletically, but academically and spiritually as well. This is a what he has done. He has moved a lot of earth in, uh, in Monroe County to get Indiana athletics to where it is, taking over from a guy who is completely outmatched by the responsibilities of the position, right? Rick Greenspan, ay 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 This, a hundred times better, and whoever takes over this job is going to be in a position to succeed immediately because of what Fred Glass did, the tough, hard work that Fred Glass did and uh, uh, over the past 10 years. And so who's going to be the next IU Athletic Director? That's a hell of a good question. I don't know who it's going to be. Scott Dolson is a guy who has been, uh, who's been Fred's chief lieutenant throughout his entire time at Indiana University, you've got Chris Reynolds, former uh, basketball player and a really, really smart dude. Remember, he made the big bucket back in 91, 92, whenever against uh, Penn State. A terrific guy. He is, like I said, the athletic director at Bradley and would do a wonderful job as the new athletic director at Indiana. You've also got a guy like Pat Kraft, who played football at Indiana, an Indiana grad. He's the AD at Temple. But whatever it is, it needs to be an IU guy. Fred Glass was an IU guy. Fred Glass came in to that position having great pride in his university and having great pride in that athletic department at a level where he, just, he wouldn't just come into some place 
All right. It wasn't like, oh, this is an interesting job. Let's see if I can go there and, and do some work. It wasn't that. Right. This is a place that means a lot to Fred Glass, and they need to replace him with a guy for whom Indiana University means a lot. Chris Reynolds would be terrific. Kraft would be terrific. Dolson, I don't know Scott Dolson. I'm going to guess because he was Fred's lieutenant. He's the guy that the coaches would prefer because the thing that coaches want more than anything else is they want to keep their jobs. And so maintaining the status quo, you know, bringing somebody in with whom they are already really familiar and somebody uh, they're familiar with, with or he's familiar with the coaches as well. That would be uh, an, an easy migration to that next, that next guy for the coaches. So they're going to back the internal candidate externally, either Reynolds or Kraft. I don't know. I, I know Chris Reynolds just a bit, not much. Uh, Kraft, I don't know at all. But Temple, a, a nice athletic department, continues to make positive strides forward. So, But this job has become a job that would be coveted in, in that athletic community in a way that 10 years ago, when Greenspan got fired, it, it wouldn't have been. And, and you had to go kind of off the board, like an atypical candidate, uh, like Fred Glass. He winds up being the guy because Indiana kind of needed to break the mold and sort of figure out what it needed to be uh, vis-a-vis that athletic department and how they needed to operate. It's going to be uh, an interesting hire for the Board of Trustees and for Michael McRobbie, and let's see if they do it right. We hope that they do, and they don't undo a lot of the really, really good stuff that Fred Glass has done. Fred, like I said, you know, I, I would always ask Fred Glass anytime I talked to him, whether it was on the radio show or, or at lunch or something down in Bloomington, uh, I'd always say, what are you reading? Because you can tell a lot about a guy based upon what he's reading, and I like to read. So he always had, um, he always had great recommendations for books, and I enjoyed it. And, and one was, was about Je- the Jesuit kind of lifestyle and the Jesuit's Guide to Life. That's kind of, that's, I believe that that's what it was called. And, and if you know anything uh, about the Jesuit kind of belief system, you, you grew to understand a little bit uh, about Fred Glass, who, who's a graduate of, of Brebuff High School and a, uh, a guy within whom that Jesuit lifestyle resonates. And, and the Jesuits, what they do, it's about teaching. It's about selflessness. It's about instruction. And I think that, that that's kind of been the anchor to Fred Glass's uh, modus operandi at Indiana University. He wanted his legacy to be in each one of those student-athletes, and I think that's exactly what's happened for Fred, and most importantly, what's happened for those athletes. Congratulations to Fred on a great 10 years. Indiana University Athletics, far better than it was 10 years ago. His legacy is the AD, absolutely secure, as long as athletes that he impacted positively are roaming this planet, which will be for a very, very long time. They're going to outlast all of us. Uh, Let's talk about the Pacers for a minute. Pacers, uh, winners yesterday against Charlotte, and, and the Pacers are just, I have never, ever had more fun 
watching a team play basketball than these guys. They may not have an all-star. I think that Domas Sabonis is an all-star. I think Malcolm Brogdon could be an all-star. And Victor Oladipo, the only guy on the roster who has been an all-star, hasn't played yet this season through one-third of the season. The Pacers are 18-9 and after 27 games. That's the one-third point. This team is really fun to watch. They're connected defensively, and they are selfless offensively to the point where yesterday Aaron Holiday was the leading scorer, and he only played 21 minutes. He had 23 points in 21 minutes. The Pacers right now sixth in the Eastern Conference, but they're only like a game and a half out of second. There's a cluster from two to six where those teams are really, uh, they're, they're very even in the way they play. And, and from two to six, they're in a hair's difference between those teams. Now at one, you've got the Milwaukee Bucks. And there's a big difference between the Bucks and everybody else in the East. Tomorrow night, the Lakers come to town playing at Bankers Life Fieldhouse for the only time this season. So it's LeBron and Anthony Davis and Dwight Howard and those guys, unless there's load management that, uh, that ha- will happen tomorrow night as the Lakers visit. That happened earlier in the season when the Pacers played the Clippers and Kawhi Leonard sat, but I don't care. All I want, I don't care about going and seeing LeBron James. All right, I'm looking forward to seeing Frank Vogel, and I am looking forward to the Pacers kicking the Lakers' ass because that's the important thing. I am not all about this star kind of culture within the NBA. I want winning basketball, and I love the way the Pacers have gone about their business in winning twice as many games as they've lost. I think it's fantastic, including games against decent teams, right? And two of the, three of the losses that they've got of the uh, nine, that they one-third of them have been to the Detroit Pistons. How the hell did that happen? Anyway, uh, tomorrow morning... Breakfast with Ken, 8 o'clock on Facebook Live, straight up. And then at about quarter after on Periscope Live, we'll talk about the Pacers, what happens tonight with the Colts, all that stuff, more stuff about uh, Fred Glass leaving. And he'll leave, by the way, I think I mentioned this, at the end of the academic year. One more mention for Oops, The Art of Learning from Mistakes and Adventures. I wrote it. It's 240 pages of my screw-ups and uh, adventures. So if you like laughing at the misfortunes of others, specifically me, well then, this book is right up your alley. You can order it on uh, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, as well as Goodreads.com. And all you have to do in the field where you search, search oops, two O's, P.S., and either Kent or Sterling, and it pops right up. How about that? We'll talk to you tomorrow morning, brought to you by the great Dr. Mike O'Neill and his entire staff at Today's Dentistry. Join me. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.